five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast for everything to run to find and Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice coming to you from the great beyond. Well, it's not that like beyond, it's coming from like my den. Yeah, it, it almost sounds morbid. It does, doesn't it? Well, I mean, <laughs> the uh, story we were talking about before we hit record, I mean, I've I've gone through some things and since our, our last show. Um, <laughs> And uh, we're recording this a little bit later than we normally would uh, because uh, I got me an ear infection, which I can assure you uh, ain't feeling too hot with the headphones on. <laughs> yeah, I bet this, it would be pretty bad. Yeah, but uh, I am joined as always by Omni at Omni Strafe. Uh, everyone uh, knows Omni. I, I was considering just sort of like, oh man, I'm not feeling up to, to snuff. Do I? Do I reach out to Sam <laughs> to save the day? Yeah. He's uh, got a new Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Eh? He's uh, at another Sam Chan is his now work account or his really? professional persona. Really? Uh, and he's fried chicken. Uh, like F R D C H I K I N. I think uh, mm. something like that on as his personal account. It's like a homage to fried wiener in a way. Well, he's, yeah, like he's chicken in. Yeah, in, inspired uh, by by the one. Okay. Discord, man. So, anywho, I mean, if you're looking for Sam, he's got like 20 different Twitter accounts now, and uh, he might come back again. Who knows? We still have to do Ready, Set, uh, Ball. True, true. The The playoffs are about to start, actually. Like, they had the play-in uh, tournaments. They, they also have now play-ins in the NBA, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they had the one in the East tomorrow's the West. And then uh, we're uh, on our way to the playoffs. Yeah. So is your team uh, doing well? I noticed you updated your Facebook cover to. Yeah, they actually do. Like the Suns, we haven't been in the playoffs for 10 years now, ever since Steve Nash was uh, still a thing there. Uh, but, but now we've had almost the best record in the league uh, ended up going second. And uh yeah, we're waiting for whoever comes out of that plane. Unfortunately, a plane uh, game between um, the Lakers and the Warriors. And uh, since the Lakers had like injuries throughout the season, they're unnaturally uh, seated lower than they should be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of bummer, but you know, I hope for the best. Yeah, I I'll trust what you're telling me because <laughs> yeah. That- that basketball, it dead to me. There's uh, LeBron James and Stephen Curry. You know these guys, right? Yes, yes, yes. Vaguely, so. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the names these before. Guys. I think they play for the uh, Los Angeles uh, Kings. <laughs> yeah. And the Golden State uh, Thunder. The Golden State Thunder, yeah. There was well, a lot of thunder yesterday night. I oh guess uh, Monday night for our listeners. Yeah. Wow. That was that was a special, a special night. For so. Sure. For, for, yeah, our listeners who are, are in sort of Metro Vancouver, you know what we're talking about. Uh, for those of you who aren't Metro Vancouver, you might be like, well, why, why are you talking about a thunderstorm? They're so rare here. So when we, when we get them, it's like uh, essentially main event stuff. I, I mean, right. I turned down the lights. I, we had the blinds open. Baby Force was awake, and we were watching the light show. And like crazy. 
where you and I live, we had, I, I think the sort of eye of the storm, it was, it was like just gnarly, uh, how it would be a big flash and in the instant, like ground shake and rumble. Pretty explodey. Yeah. I mean, it must've been pretty cool for you with your view. Yeah, but I was already in bed where I was listening to an audiobook, but uh, I then went up to to look at a little bit. I think I missed the big ones. Cuz I remember I was being I was like with my eyes closed and and it didn't matter like blinding lights suddenly. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just unbelievable. So, uh if if you're curious what it would look like, um uh our Vancouver apparently has 10,000 pictures and videos yeah. and posts <laughs> of the, the BC storm. Uh, but no we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, rolling thunder uh, that's taken place in the Overwatch League because this last weekend we had absolutely nothing to talk about, but next weekend we will. That's because the Toronto Defiant are facing off against both the Paris Strongbows Uprising, and then there's all the other matches of the, the week that we'll get into. Uh, Hero pools are a thing, and uh, we'll talk a little bit of how that will impact uh, performance compared to the May Melee. Uh, there is an event in Overwatch at AMA and some live stream action about Overwatch 2. Uh, all that and more coming up. Uh, we'll just take a quick break and uh, start pushing this payload. Moving the payload! Join me! To kick off the June Joust, we have our Toronto Defiant taking on a slightly different Paris Eternal roster. This will be on Friday, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. So we're back to, again, our sort of normal times, which, again, I kind of miss the Hawaiian start time being on the <laughs> West Coast and all. I understand that many Toronto Define fans aren't on the West Coast like we are, so we get it. But uh, but no, but Define are taking on uh, the Paris Eternal in what should be a really fortuitous start for the Define. I mean, let's just sort of look ahead. They take on Paris and Boston in two matches. I feel Toronto not must win, simply wins. Yeah, um, they should. They definitely uh, look to have uh, the better odds of winning. And when I look looked at both these games, Paris and Boston, when I tried to predict like who's the better op, who's the better opponent in here, I came across a very strange, almost. It was almost remarkable how similarly unremarkable both of these teams uh, were so far. There's a lot of like key uh, parallels that you can draw between two teams. Both teams mm-hmm. have had this uh, one and three record um, with the one win coming against like unimpressive teams like with Paris uh, against Vancouver and Boston barely barely scraping one against London. So nothing really interesting, but both also had like kind of a at least one good game against the dominant team, one against Washington and another versus the Mayhem. And for both, I believe the key factor or the key player right now is the flex support position for Paris is, is Khan and uh, for the defi- for for the uprising match uh, Myung Bong, like mm-hmm. because. Nothing about these teams so far has been very inspiring. Uh, like people talked, hyped Valentine a little bit. And it didn't show much that was like, at least not as other rookies uh, were so far. And again, uh, well, maybe, maybe I feel better about Paris so far. And both teams also have, like you mentioned, um, might have a, a, well, Paris for sure. They, they have Dridro uh, mm-hmm. instead of Neptuno, but also uh, Uprising have 
Guy Bulsi, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who might be playing um, in the flex um, tank position, in the off-tank position. Off -tank, he, yeah. yeah, he got his uh, visa, I think, approved. We'll see. Yeah, and I, you know, when I when I look at the two matches, I think the one at the Defiant will be maybe a little, I was going to say hard-pressed. It's not, I I feel the Defiant are the favorite in both these matches. Right. I have question marks about the Boston Uprising. We've talked about this in May Melee. In fact, with matches of the week, I continue to show some love to Boston. They have these big flashes of, of dominance within a map to suddenly mm. see things just fall apart. And I feel that Boston's in this position where they're trying to sort of, you know, break through the, the sort of wall a little bit. They're, they're cracking the, the, the jip rock slightly at some point they will find a way to get through. And, you know, I don't necessarily think it's going to be against the Toronto defiant. I feel the defiant, you know, Let's when I look at not. the, yeah. well, no, but I mean, I look at, when I look at sort of the, the three positions, I mean, I think the defiant, have the better tank lineup. I actually would give sure. a nod to the, the DPS side. Uh, you know, I am 37, uh, former Toronto defiance player. You might have a desire to, to show up against his, his former team, um, where it might be a little bit closer, I think in support. Um, but that again, I, Toronto is on paper, the better team here. Yeah. It's just that Boston at some point is going to break out. Uh, when I look at the Paris match though, I think Paris has, like, they have the potential of being a decent team. I mean, we've seen the performance uh, with the Con and Don connection. Uh, I feel we're going to have to have a question mark on main support. I, I you know, Neptuno had a good resume. Uh, Dorito, not as significant, but that's not to suggest he's not going to be a, a more an than adequate replacement. Yeah. Right? Or even an improvement, sure. But I feel that, that the Paris Eternal are down with the Vancouver Titans, you know, in the bottom tier of the league, Boston is there, but if they're of those teams, I mean, we think about it, Boston, uh, uh, London, Paris, Vancouver, Boston is the team that has the most potential to get out of that low tier. Paris does not. Um, when I was doing my, my pickums, I had the defiant beating the eternal three, one, and I had originally Defiant beating the Uprising 3-2, but I decided to change that to 3-1 as well. Hmm. Yeah, mine is also 3-1, 3-1, and I agree with you on most case, on all, most points. But I I don't know if I like Boston more than uh, Paris. It's very close to me. See, and I again, it could be that I just have a soft spot for the uprising. Yeah, right? like I, I, it could be my heart getting in the way of maybe of my my mind here. I, I just, just to be clear, it's not a big gap or anything. Both no, no, about yeah. the same. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I just, I think Paris, Paris is like. Let's talk about potential. I think Boston Uprising are have a team that has far more potential. Sure. They just can't seem to sure. get there. Like they're like, I, I look at punk and fusions yeah. and the two of them, when they find a synergy yeah. are, are very solid tank combination. Um, obviously, you know, there was some belief that Valentine would pop off color X. Isn't that bad? I am 37 has had moments. Um, young bung, I think is uh, a very satisfactory flex support. Yeah. Is yeah. main, but I, I, I just, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know what to, to think. And I mean, the other thing to take into consideration is we are going to now see hero pools. Yeah. Uh, so no true. Reinhardt, no Tracer, no Sombros. And I feel that no Rhin actually matters very little to the Defiant. Um, that's We're going to see Saddle. We're going to see Michelle. Unless they, they, they flex Beast in uh, for, you know, strategic gameplay purposes. Yeah, they're fine. Right. And then when I consider with where Boston sits, I think the the no Rhine hurts them more because fusions and stand one, uh, depending on meta, I mean, if it's Orissa or if it's hog, I mean, if it's hog, it'll probably be Gable see a punk, but I, I just feel that Toronto is, has, has a more versatility to its, its lineup. Uh, That's if anything, it's the no Sombra that I feel hurts the uprising more as well as the eternal more than it would hurt the divine. Yeah. I, I, yeah. What, what would be played? Uh, well, we can discuss it in the fray, the, the uh, potential lineups that we're going to see, mm-hmm. but sure. I, I, I agree. There's uh, still enough flexibility uh, there with, with these hero pools. Let, let's just say it could have been way worse. Yes, it could have been. I mean, I'm upset because there's no Reinhardt. Yeah, I, I, I wrote a very, say. I wrote a sternly worded letter uh, yeah. to John Spector. I, I, I agree with you though. Like he's probably the most entertaining tank to watch too. So maybe Reinhardt well, is, he is truth. <laughs> it's truth. The, the, the true, uh, the one true character the hero. One true tank. Watch. Yeah. Um, Defiant that we didn't mention it taking on the uprising on Saturday, 3 PM Pacific, 6 PM Eastern. Um, and when we think about these sort of two matches, again, four matches within the June Joust, if the Defiant, uh, you know, knock off two wins here, it again provides them a significant opportunity to maximize potential as they sort of carry on uh, within uh, the Joust itself. Um, you have to consider it's not going to be that way as we get, you know, into the season. Um, but I think this is really good for Toronto to to build momentum, but also confidence that will serve them well as we get into the summer and and into the the uh, sort of fall and and uh, and playoffs. Yeah. Uh, when and should they happen? Yeah, they had a good start to uh, the first stage too, where they had a good momentum uh, right out of the hmm. gates. But we don't want it to like affect uh, their qualifiers too, like it happened. But yeah. also, on another uh, note, I'm not saying or that it's like a true danger but they cannot afford to slip any of these two games uh in the upcoming week i believe well and and that's a a fair very fair point is that having easier competition and maybe we're doing a disservice to the likes of paris and boston in this particular circumstance but when you have the easier competition there is some thought that that doesn't do you as well when it comes time to face the stiffer competition, in some cases you'd much rather face that solid competition. It forces you to bring your, your top tier gameplay. It, it forces you as an, as a, as a group to, to focus on and refining mistakes out of your game. And then when you've gone and you know, spent and invested in that top tier gameplay, when you start taking on the, the weaker sides, you're, you're already in game shape. Um, when, you know, there are some that might suggest that the struggle the defiant had in the, in the main melee, 
had to do sort of with maybe uh yeah a little bit you know some of the like they got like look at the matchings of Vancouver Titans they could make all the mistakes they wanted they were going to win yeah and it's not uncommon in the Overwatch League to see teams uh, play up to an, an opponent or the other way uh, play down to an opponent's level. So, e- exactly. So a lot. You know, when I'm, I'm actually just thinking, um, I'm curious who the Defiant to play their final two matches of the June Just against because, you know, we're we're focusing on these first two. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, week seven, San Francisco Shock Houston Outlaws. Well, there you go. And so, it's like, yeah, it's not uh, like uh, uh, we're not saying that like uh, Boston or or uh, Paris are necessarily bad. Well, when you compare them to what what happens after, it's it should be like easier at least. Exactly, and you know, I think if there is one word of advice that I would provide to KDG and the, the coaching staff as well as the players, and I'm sure uh, this is front of mind. Uh, focus on the teams in front of you. Um, maybe not get your eye too far out to, to week seven. I think it's important to to understand the competition is going to step up significantly when you talk about the shock and the outlaws. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, treat the eternal and the uprising as the shock and the outlaws. Yeah. And go and set that tone. Yep. Anywho, uh, Vancouver Titans are are not playing. Uh, they get a bye a week. week. Enjoying the thunderstorms, probably we're not going to have them again. Well, I, you'd have to think the outside of Rolf. I mean, the rest come from I think areas where thunderstorms are a thing. Yeah, I mean, even Rolf to to some respect, and um, and. I mean, Shred would come from an area where there's thunderstorms, but Rolf would probably see thunderstorms more at home. <laughs> than we do here in in uh, Vancouver. So, mm-hmm. But uh, what have we seen the Vancouver Titans up to? Not a whole lot. Uh, I'm going to presume they've been practicing scrimming. Uh, I know the team, or at least some of the team, got out on a sort of team-building exercise out in Deep Cove where they went kayaking. We know Taru is uh, setting up uh, himself in his uh, hotel room. It appears that he's in a hotel room, although this is where it's some confusion on his stream. He was asked if uh, he's on his own or he's going to be rooming. And, and he had said he was rooming. I think it was with the, uh, with fried and fried. I can't remember who it was, but no, it's cool. But you know, I mean, I, I, it, that doesn't seem to me that they would be in a hotel. Like I would think that in a longer term uh, sort of lodging scenario, they would have rented like condo space Titans aren't operating like some of the other teams are where they've got, you know, wasn't this is like condo space, but wasn't this his like quarantine period for the hotel? Well, yeah. So I mean, when he would have arrived, he would have had the three days of quarantine hotel experience where you're locked in your room and you can't go anywhere. Then it's a further, you know, week and a half of isolation. And so the picture that he shared of a ho- what looked like a hotel room would have been in that isolation period but I'm not entirely sure how that isolation period uh, impacts him. If he's simply going to where he's now going to reside, like you and I, for instance, if we were to return to the country, once we get out of the quarantine, the three days quarantine, we can isolate at home. And it's not like you and I live alone. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I don't know how that all, all works. Sure. Yeah. But uh, the, uh, 
uh, Defiant got a lot going on as they always do. There's some contests right now. Uh, Karki has been streaming uh, on the official Bell uh, channel. Defiant, all sorts of sponsorship activations. Lots going on there. Uh, with the Vancouver Titans, a whole lot of memes. <laughs> That's also good. You know what? I I know. I you gotta I, embrace I, it. <laughs> I poke I poke at the Titans. I I am genuinely happy that they're really starting to um in in invigorate the community i mean how often did i you know raise hell over all of the opportunities that they were missing i mean there's still a lot they could probably do better um they for right or wrong believe they're all that in a bag of chips (laughs) and maybe they are but uh the fact that the community is growing they've added some new mods uh there's a lot of activity you've got you know titan staff members who are engaging um obviously chibi coming over was a a solid pickup um but uh when we look at the canadian franchises you've got the you know team to emulate in toronto and you've got the team that Oh, thanks for coming out. Gets the participation ribbon in the Titans. So, yeah. and we're not even talking about the actual play. We're just talking about how the organizations yeah, operate. It's, it's marginal steps in the right direction. Yeah. But you know, in fairness, and this is what Chibi had tried to tell me, granted, I was talking about the gameplay. As long as there's forward progress, that is a positive. Right. And I will agree that the Vancouver Titans are taking small little baby steps organizationally, and that's good. Yep. So I can't fault that. Uh, anyhow, uh, that's all we've got for the two teams we love. Uh, let's uh, take ourselves into the fray. So kicking off the uh, June Joust, as we already know, uh, happens to be the Toronto Defiant. Uh, they will be kicking things off on a Friday uh, afternoon, 12 p.m. Pacific, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. But then following that match is the London Spitfire and Florida Mayhem. Fast forward to the wee hours of the morning, the Guangzhou Charge take on the Hangzhou Spark, the Shanghai Dragons take on the Chengdu Hunters, the New York Excelsior will take on the Philadelphia Fusion you and I both said everyone should wake up early or stay up late and watch the Dragons Hunters match. Not the charge against the Spark? <laughs> well, considering how the Overwatch League sort of functions, there is no such thing as we've already known about <laughs> uh, appointment viewing. So you might have to watch one to get the other. Thankfully, you could always watch yeah. the replay on, on YouTube. But uh, no not the charge and, and, and spark there. I had, I had difficulty when I was doing my pickums, which, which of these teams might win. Yeah. It's a tough like, one when it's, it's not like, Ooh, this is close. Both can. This one was like, this is close. Both can't. Yeah. Who is less likely to lose? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, but yeah, dragons, I, uh, Chengdu is definitely the, the game to watch, uh, hero pools. You have one team that, 
uh, can play anything and you have the other team that will play anything. So it's yeah. going to be interesting. Well, and I think though, I feel hero pools hurt the hunters out of, out of like in the APAC region could be hero pools. Like, like, I mean, again, maybe they, maybe it doesn't actually, you know what you could, you could counter that. It's in Chris. At what point have the hunters been impacted by any hero pool? They just play wherever the heck they want. And because they play wherever the heck they want, None of those heroes have really been taken out of the game. Right, right. Was Bull ever uh, banned last year when... Uh, <laughs> no, I don't I think don't so. think so. Imagine if Ball got, got banned. But you Imagine remember that. remember that game when Aming went uh, against Bumper on the ride. He was oh, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The Titans, the Titans were totally boned. If the Hunters... <laughs> had beaten the Titans back then. And, you know, for those that don't remember, or maybe you didn't watch this match, it came down to the bitter end. Like the Vancouver Titans had their foot on the gas and then they started the meme, the hunters, despite the hunters actually looking good. And, and Aming essentially being the better Ryan, the entire match. Um, uh, oh my yep. goodness. On the, oh, was it route 66? I think where things started to fall apart. Anyhow, Titans, Titans clutch that one out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hunters, Dragons. I, I think the Hunters, based on their performance in the main melee, deserve some respect. Uh, Shanghai obviously looked really good. Yep. Didn't obviously look better than Dallas, but I think that's a good match. But the to, closest one yeah. to compete. Uh, and then uh, as we sort of fast forward into the afternoon, uh, we've got the Paris Eternal taking on the Washington Justice noon Pacific 3 p.m. Eastern, Houston, Los Atlanta rain. And then at the end of the day, the Toronto Defiant and Boston Uprising, uh, the matches that you're going to be watching, at least me or you, will be the Toronto Defiant Boston Uprising. But because they're the last match of the day, we're kind of going to have to watch the eternal injustice, which I don't think is going to be all that entertaining. We're going to watch the outlaws and the rain where I feel like, you know, it could be nice. It could or be not. exactly. Um, so we're sort of compelled to, to watch a little overwatch mm-hmm. action that we might not be as invested in. Mm. Well, after uh, a week off and new hero pools, uh, I'll watch everything. Sure. Pretty sure. Uh, and then uh, in the wee hours of the morning, again, on uh, Sunday, uh, this is where things get a little different. It's 2 a.m. Pacific or 5 a.m. Eastern. Shanghai Dragons kick things off against the Hangzhou Spark. New York Excelsior taking on the Guangzhou Charge. And then the Philadelphia Fusion are taking on the Chengdu Hunters. You suggest the Fusion Hunters match is one to watch. I, I, I think I understand what you're saying here. Mm. It's amazing that two Hunters matches were... Yeah, just to watch. I wanted to watch the fusion um, again in this uh, meta, uh, but then like I, hunters again. I guess I guess the hunters are a better uh, you know a competitor than the NYXL, so that's why I chose to go with this match. Okay, and that, that's sort of what my thinking was. Um, I did not choose another APAC match <laughs> to watch. Uh, if I had to, fusion hunters would probably be the one I'd be more interested in. Sure. Uh, but then we get into the afternoon when the Washington Justice are going to take on the uh, Boston Uprising and the Florida Mayhem take on the Houston Outlaws. And both you and I said the Mayhem Outlaws match is the one that uh, y'all should pay attention to. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel, you know, both the Mayhem and the Outlaws showed themselves as, as uh, potential top tier teams with the May Melee. Right. 
now we get to see how hero pools impacts their, their play style. Um, both teams are, I think equally hurt by hero pools, mm-hmm. but I also feel both can adapt. And in fact, what's the possibility we might see, you know, Jake, Jake rat. Oh, I hope, I hope. Why, why not? I mean, we'll probably see Jake Brig, but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, they should just give Brig a uh, tire as a, as an ultimate. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Okay. So thinking this through, give, give Brig a tire, but it would have to have like little Torb turrets attached to it, like sort of on the side. And oh. instead of a tire that explodes, it just rolls around and like, you know, shoots people for a period yeah. of time. Uh, Warris, make it symmetric turrets on it. Ooh. No, nah, cause well, it has to be Torb cause you know, her, 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 her quote unquote oh, that's father. True. That's true. I guess there's the family connection. I didn't expect you could go deep into lore here. Okay. Well, speaking of deep <laughs> into lore, we're going to go a little bit RSPMZ here. Who is Brigitte's true father? Is it Torbjorn or is it Reinhardt? Uh, wow. I, isn't it like Brig- uh, Torb? I think. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I've seen the pictures. I got questions. Well, I I guess we'll have to go to Maury. Was that show where they uh, did the, the exams? <laughs> we need, we need Brigida, Torborn, and Reinhardt on Maury. Oh find out God. that the results are in and you are the father. <laughs> oh my goodness. That'd be awesome. Uh, hey, uh, you know, Overwatch uh, League uh, content uh, team. There's a reason why we're the best Overwatch League podcast out there. We <laughs> think of the greatest content just like that. Um, but, uh, you know, let's talk about the hero pool. No Reinhardt, no Tracer, no Samro, no Zen. And it's not for like one week. It's for June. Yeah. The June just. I, I, I get hero pools and I, I understand the use of hero pools. But having seen the craziness that was the May melee and how there were all sorts of, you know, different combinations. Right. Sure. There were, there was a lot of mirror, but we saw a lot of variety based on map. You saw, you know, the Dallas fuel and the Chengdu hunters go and say, well, we're just going to play what we're more comfortable with yeah. and have success, which I think possibly introduces the idea that other teams might say, well, let's see what we can do. when we're playing the heroes that we're more comfortable with. And hero pool sort of takes away from that. Plus no Reinhardt, as we talked yeah, about in uh, the that's payload a good argument, I, I guess the counter argument always will be, uh, which is also pretty true. Every season that we went into the, uh, overwatch league, uh, initially had very, uh, wide hero selections and then anything was played, but give, uh, you know, these big brains in the overwatch t- coaching teams and players, They'll figure how to, uh, they'll figure out how you can break it and and as long as you don't you know uh, spice it up with hero pools or, or uh, crazy balance patches, uh, it will stagnate and they will find out what is the best most up uh, most optimal configuration or mm-hmm. meta and and then you're gonna see the same uh, thing played over and over again at least into in a in a higher extent to a higher extent than what we uh, see than what we saw in the first uh, month or the first few weeks. 
True. And, and, uh, ZP, or as we Canadians call him ZP, he actually commented on, on Twitter and said that the use of hero pools allows for that sort of variety to, to remain intact because if we had no hero pools, eventually teams would find that defined meta and suddenly we might be suggesting, oh, it's become stale again, just like goats was, but I'm not so certain that's the case. And to your point though, these are professionals who are looking for every opportunity and angle to maximize efficiency within a system. So hero pools does sort of shift that a little bit. And the other thing we even talk about here is they're going to be playing on the, the current patch. So how many times are we going to see, you know, diva squash squishies with their mech? Like I keep forgetting, I can't be near that, you know, mini diva when she calls her mech down. Uh, how often are we going to see a hog out there who is going to be dishing out serious damage? And then BAP, he's going to have the ability to go in and pump out some serious heals for those who are most accurate. Cause you know, the direct hit, uh, will, I think thin the, the support to line up a little bit and how many of the support, uh, players within the league have been rewarded with a Baptiste who deals significant splash yeah. heal, but now the it's accurate the- ones, more of a DPS uh, <laughs> character. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's hard to tell because like you said there's a lot of variety depends on depending on, you know, uh what what map are we playing? Are we on attack or defense? Are we uh playing even in APAC or NA? That was also kind of like a factor into what what characters were picked and and even in in the most meaningful matches we saw some niche picks like like Soldier, we saw Torbjorn, we saw a bunch of stuff uh there are some things that you can definitely expect to see like uh if they're not out of the rotation right now and they have already been dominant picks like diva and zarya and winston for sure you're gonna see them but then are you gonna see like stuff that was played less uh orissa sigma hog maybe like the pulled pork combination might be uh returning to the league uh what else did we uh lose zen mm, i don't know if it was that prominent anyways well that's so zen actually interested me because i don't recall zen having a significant yeah role in just melee. a little bit I, we'll see more lucio bob again uh anna can well, be played for sure and then at dps tracer was the highest picked uh mm-hmm. hero for sure so that's an impactful one but we also saw a lot of echo ash mccree May, who we all love, is gonna definitely have a problem. How much role. May Reaper are we gonna see? Yeah, definitely. The Reaper was uh, less featured last time, I guess. Now with with less Ryan and more like Monkey, perhaps we'll see more of a more of a of, of Reaper for sure. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, we'll all gonna watch the matches just like everyone else's, and we'll obviously yeah. see what's going down after uh, this weekend. Uh, speaking of watching matches, you also want to get into the uh, Ready Set Pwn uh, Pick'em. Uh, uh, nothing's changed, obviously, no action. So Altiron's still uh, leading the uh, the fray. Uh, Sheep is in second. Uh, Kevin has the three spot locked in with Alan close on his heels. Uh, I am still in eighth. You, however, are in fifth. Yeah, climbing those ranks. But if you want to join the uh, the Pick'em leaderboard, uh, search for Ready Set Pwn after you've gone and created yours. If you already have it, just search for us. Join. You can join as many leaderboards as you want. 
Uh, you need to get those picks in before uh, Friday. Otherwise, uh, you'll miss out on points. Like uh, Sam, who's known as Chicken, rank 14. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, not the uh, the worst uh, that uh, that currently is occupied by Baker. But I think Baker got a, a late start. Yeah, uh, very, very late. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, well, we will learn more about Overwatch 2 uh, prior to the next show. Uh, this week on Thursday, uh, they're going to be doing a, a live stream, introducing a number of the changes uh, that uh, we should expect to see in the PvP lineup. We're going to see some of the, the maps, I think a little bit of gameplay. It's still rough around the edges, a game that's in development. They promised new I'm, maps too. Well, yeah, and I actually that's the thing that I'm I'm most interested in is, you know, what style of map are we going to go and see more of? Um, what type of, of gameplay uh, are we going to, to be introduced to? Uh, it sounds like 2CP from a competitive perspective in Overwatch 2 will be no more. Yeah. Which is a shame. I like 2CP. I know I am in the minority. Yeah. Well, but- as long as we're not losing the maps themselves, like the environments, and they just like rework them somehow, I don't mind. I just don't want to lose those uh, beautiful maps. Uh, you know, Hanamura, Anubis, and all of these. Oh. No, and it, like I think so. If I recall from BlizzCon line, like uh, Anubis, they'll have like weather effects, like yeah, the yeah, storm so sure. and all that with, yeah. with Hanamura. Um, you'll see sort of different lightning effects. Uh, they can get rid of Paris. <laughs> well, I don't it, like Paris. It, it is a pretty map. Yeah, it's, it is. It's I just not don't fun like to play. But yeah. it's uh, if there's one one big complaint I have about Paris, those pigeons are invincible. <laughs> True. You want to see if them there bleed? Was, if there is ever proof that pigeons are actually government operated drones, <laughs> the Paris map in Overwatch proves it out. Yeah. Do you know there's actually a very large number of people that believe pigeons are government operated drones? Uh, like when I was younger, I, I would be, you know, more surprised to hear that. As I grow older, I'm not surprised by anything just, anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a rabbit hole that I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, you, you don't want to get into because it's it's i do i want to be, be nice here yeah i i do i do suspect that they have something against my car and they constantly <laughs> are out to oh, get so, me but <laughs> the, gover- the government the government like for sure yeah it's it's my uh carbon tax and in, in uh, <laughs> a fecal form exactly uh growing up they didn't like my bike so i can relate oh there you go uh May 24th is when uh, the dev team is going to be doing an AMA on our, on Reddit. So our overwatch, I believe is uh, where you'll want to go. Uh, not our cow or um, the other, the many overwatch Reddit or subreddits that exist. Uh, this is one that um, will probably, you know, give more context um, within sort of the game within the game. If we think about it, really it's story mode and the PVE experience is what's going to be new to us. I mean, yes, so we're seeing changes on the competitive landscape or in PVP, but PVE doesn't really exist in the game live game as it, as it is today. I mean, there are, you know, archive events and, and other sort of, you know, event style uh, experiences, but uh, Overwatch 2 is when it was really going to, you know, kick things up. And I remember watching like, was it two years ago now when we first saw sort of that early gameplay with XQC playing overwatch two in the, the PVE mode. And it's like, wow, this is pretty cool. And like how you level your character up. Yeah. Um, 
also side note it's amazing we were watching xqc canada's you know main tank while they were playing play. right yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> while they're playing in the world cup and here he is yeah that, i get it i mean that wasn't the, the finest things, time for uh, um team canada and overwatch uh, world cup definitely yeah but uh for those who are interested uh, jump on uh, on reddit i know omni you're a, you're a reddit guy i'm i know reddit it's uh, just i'm more a twitter guy occasionally like stuff that i care about for sure competitive overwatch is yeah <laughs> definitely a big one and then uh, last but not least, uh, there is a live event. The anniversary event is out with some pretty solid oh, skins. Oh, yeah. Very, very good selection. I guess this is the event where you don't get like uh, a PvE event or like any uh, specific maps or, or minigames so they can go all out on emotes and on skins. What do you have? Oh, we have for... Yeah, they they came out with three really really good uh, purple skins. Are those the the epic ones? I guess, or how do you call the purple skins? Anyways, you know you know what I mean. The well, legendary is orange, and I yeah. think it's like epic is yeah whatever the purple is. They have the great like one the cyber medic for for uh, um, Anna is really good. The eight ball for <laughs> for uh, wrecking ball is very good. And then obviously the uh, the legendaries are also awesome with Baptiste's uh, funky skin looks amazing. Oh, so have you seen if you go and equip the skin in game? What happens with uh, with Baptiste? What happens if I equip it? So if if you yeah if you equip it like normally when you go and click equip when you put on a skin, it's like a like a standard like you know like almost a locked in sound. Yeah. When you go and equip the funky baptiste it's like uh, a 70s like bow, bow. oh i i i i try that now but since i'm i have it on mute because i'm like doing the podcast i didn't hear it i'll try it again later yeah, yeah. junk food is uh, really good too uh, a lot of really good skins yeah yeah and you know for those who are like oh man it's rng and you know i have to play so much and i try to get the skins and i'm, I'm, I'm running out of credits and i wish light force would give me a loan because he's got like two hundred thousand of them <laughs> there are some free skins as well there are with most events uh there's going to be an anna skin for week one week two is an echo skin and then that uh, eight ball wrecking ball uh, skin is yeah. the third week um where we got the last event wrong is we were saying i had said like oh just you know earn your stars no that event was you had to play archives yeah and get points this is back to earning stars, yeah. so it's pretty much any, I missed any some, mode. Uh, last time. But you, you normally, uh, if you are a long-time player, you get a higher rate of like success of getting these skins in the next time around, or you can unlock them like for for cheap for less credits. True, but yeah, I wonder if there are people who are still purchasing, like actually purchasing the loot boxes these mm, days. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess if you're a newer player. Maybe you're you're interested in doing so, but like someone like you or I have been here from day one. Yeah, I have like thirty thousand coins. I think I'll do for no, but like I'm talking real money, like where you buy a fifty pack of the crates. I did it once when I was like very early into Overwatch, and like I really had to get those skins. I really I wasn't aware of of how uh, you know they those uh, timed events would return on a on the, uh, gotcha. the cyclical process. But yeah, other than that, no, like. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that Overwatch 2 keeps this up, but I'm not holding my breath that you can actually get like most of the skins if you just play enough. Yeah, I 
I mean, I don't know if we're certain, but if we look at the success of some of the uh, uh, sibling franchises, specifically Call of Duty and oh, how yeah. the battle passes yeah. have been introduced, yeah. and then they have sort of different packs that you can purchase for real cash, oh. I think that might be the model we see. Yes, there will always be an opportunity for you to earn content, but then to actually get the skins you want you know you think about it it's it's a good financing model like uh call of duty yeah. uh, is releasing what like it, it's 80s pack you can buy rambo or uh john mcclain it's all uh, uh, skins. gambling crap anyways what what did they call it in that hearing they had um well, okay uh, oh surprise mechanics <laughs> well that's the thing though is that overwatch as it exists today has surprise mechanics like right. when you go and you buy that pack of 50 loot boxes for sure it's it's surprise mechanics there's no guarantee you're not going to get duplicates whereas the model that we see in call of duty it's actually not surprise like when you go and you buy the rambo pack sure it tells you you get these items for this much money and then like the battle pass it actually outlines like here's what you get for free and if you've paid or you've used credits that you've earned to unlock the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the full pass. Here's everything. So this is why I, I sort of view that as having more potential. And I mean, getting out of the Activision Blizzard ecosystem and go over into Epic. I mean, Epic has done this, you know, in, in Fortnite for, for the longest time. I mean, we've, we've actually seen it go so far that there are those that accuse Epic of expropriating content without permission like some of the dances um and and sort of some of the the character models we they've obviously licensed a lot as well um but you know they can definitely afford (laughs) like yeah unlike at at their start right exactly like i think we'll start to see some of that uh, you know find its way into works like you know think about like the licensing of skins uh imagine you know them bringing in sort of pop culture skins Sure. Uh, so, I mean, I'm trying to think know. of a hero where there, that would translate well, but. Oh, you can definitely find like some, you know, I don't know, some Marvel or stuff like that. Well, and know. that's what I was trying to think. I mean, like, like who would fit like in? Like uh, Thor, uh, uh, what you call it. Although you, you do have like Thor from the mythology, like a Rhine, but if it's actually licensed, licensed, you know, I don't know. I, one way or another, they're going to milk us dry anyway. So, <laughs> Reinhardt in a David Hasselhoff skin to complete the Speedos and all circle. No, 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 no. I'm not thinking Baywatch. Oh, I didn't know I'm there was Knight another Rider. version. <laughs> Knight Rider Hasselhoff. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see Reinhardt in a Speedo. I mean, it may, hey, if anyone does, all the power to you. Just me personally. Well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it's just one Google away, and you can uh, definitely find a version. Uh. <laughs> oh, I bet you you are correct, sir. So here we are. It's, at the it's end a very of, uh, very creative community Overwatch has. That's true. It's true. Uh, here we are at the end of our week's show. As you can tell, it's a little bit light. Some little bit of no action to talk about this weekend, but I imagine we'll make up for it. And tenfold next week when we get to recap the Defiant versus the Eternal and Uprising, plus the Vancouver Titans will be back in action the following weekend. There's probably going to be a whole lot of Overwatch news. We'll bit talk about the uh, PvP changes and the. Uh, let's see, I'm doing the math in my head. I think the AMA will have been completed. 
by the time we record. Yeah, it will. So yeah. we'll get to talk about those two. And uh, anything else that uh, we can think of? And I, you know what? I know we've been busy as of late with the way the league has has gone. We should probably think about getting a a guest on, change things up. Sure. Get another voice. I don't know who, but you know, maybe one of our listeners is out there saying, "Oh, I would love to hear this person join you." I mean, maybe we get another you know podcast on. I don't know. I get someone, right? Yeah. We, we we have a good track record with uh, guests, so. Well, I mean, we are the best Overwatch League podcast out there. I mean, there's some good ones. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Lots of good ones. But we are the best, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, my wife told me that, too. I mean, she is an authority. Yeah, and it's an uh, Overwatch League very podcast. objective. Like, there's nothing biased here. No, none, none whatsoever. But uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for all of our listeners this week, Ani? Never underestimate the necessity of a microwave. <laughs> Is there a story behind those wise Not words? Not really a story. I just had like uh, four appliances delivered to my house. Mm-hmm. And I had to wait for, well, we bought them like half a year ago, like a whole set. Because a bunch of our appliances, when we moved in, the place didn't really function all that well. Like... The gas range, for example, the range was working. The oven did not, and the suck the the suction mechanism on the microwave above didn't really work that well. So we got a good deal uh, during, um, I think it was maybe Boxing Day. I don't know. Anyways, we got them uh, this weekend, and then between when we had them delivered on Friday and up, up until today, uh, the appliances were you know, not connected. So we did not have like a, a microwave or a dishwasher or, and suddenly when you lose these comforts, you're like, holy, we're just back to, uh, you know, caveman times now. I, I, I feel for you. Yeah. I'm pressing F right now because I want to <laughs> yeah. pay the respects. We should, we should the, like the life you had add the sad violin music as I retell this uh, tale. Yeah, you know what? I, I've got my podcast set up, actually set up now. Uh, our listeners can't see it, but I've got my my roadcaster set up. I could, with the push of a button, I could have dropped the sad violin music if I had had that queued up. So maybe next time. <laughs> next time. I'll probably have more sad tales to t- tell. First, first world uh, problems. Yeah. Uh, wise words from me are actually more a poser for you, our listeners. The last time you purchased a glazed or iced donut at Tim Hortons and didn't happen to eat it right away, did you notice the following morning the icing was gone? Where did it go? Hmm. It's not in the box, but it's not on the donut. Did it evaporate? I haven't a clue. It's it's a mystery of our day and age. Uh, I'm not saying it's aliens, but... It's aliens. It's aliens. It's aliens. I knew it. I knew it. They traveled but, light years but, to just evaporate, that, abduct. The that thunderstorm. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't no thunder. <laughs> just uh, wormholes uh, oh, opening. You're closing. Yeah, exactly. And the lightning is the uh, device that they're using to yeah. absorb and, and Tim Hortons donut. Just, um, uh, window uh, washer fluid. Oh, I can't believe that we're the best uh, Overwatch League yeah, podcast out there with the content. We like don't this. have games to discuss. 
But uh, if you are looking to stay in touch with us, you can find us online everywhere. ReadySetPhone.com is our website and on social. ReadySetPhone on Twitter, Facebook, as well as Instagram. If you wanted to leave a review of the show and tell us how awesome we are or how horrible we happen to be, both are acceptable. So long as you give us five out of five stars and review us, uh, you can review us on pretty much any podcatcher that allows for them. Apple Podcasts, for instance, does. Um, or you can just go to uh, uh, podchaser.com slash ready set phone and review us there. Not only can you review our show, you can review individual episodes. So if there's something we do well in a particular episode or a guest you happen to love, let us know so we can obviously bring them back or do more of what it is you enjoy. And last but not least, uh, take a moment to join RSP Discord. It's the greatest Overwatch League community out there, bar none. No bias. But uh, to do so, discord.io slash ready, set, palm. So on behalf of myself, Chris Atlight Forest, Omni at Omni Strife. What were those words again there, Omni, that I'm supposed to say? I think it's catchphrase. Ah, catchphrase. Thank you.